we're back. We're back, friends. Welcome to the Waystation Podcast. I'm your host, Randy. And I'm William. And we're just happy to be here. I feel a little springy, a little bit, a little bit picante. Picante. <laughs> I like it. Picante is yeah. great. What does it really mean? That means you're a Spanish uh, person. Pica is like a little bite. Right. Like a little bite. Like a, like so picante means it, ooh, it's a little biting. So when when salsa is picante, it's like it's biting a little bit. Oh. Have you ever had a chile pequin? Pequin? Yeah. No. Does that mean small? Pequeño means small. Oh. Uh so there's these like little when I was in Texas, there's this little like they look like a berry. And oh. uh <clears throat> as a missionary, sometimes you go knock doors a lot. Yeah. And uh, back in the day, you know, back in the day, you knocked a lot of doors. So I was knocking a lot of doors and people would have these chili bikini uh, bushes in their yards. So just out of boredom, I'd pick them and I'd like, you know, pull them apart with my fingernail or whatever, you know, just to have something in my hand to do. Right. I don't know. Maybe I have. Oh, it was like, you know, a fidget thing back in the day. (laughs) Back in the day, we actually pulled fidget things off trees. Sure. Okay. So I'm like doing that one day. I'm like, uh, and, and we're, uh. I hadn't thought about it, right? But then I touched my eye. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a bad. That's how <laughs> William died. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, without burned. getting too specific, I learned as a missionary. So I had there was one time when this person's like, "Hey, um, come on in, I'll make you some breakfast," and and they're like, "I know how to make American breakfast." And they started making an omelet, and I'm like, "All right." And they had this handful of these little tiny chilies. Sounds like maybe similar to whatever it is you're handling, right? And I didn't, un- I, I was not a cook at the time and didn't understand the different kinds of chilies. Right. And it was a super duper, duper spicy chili. And, um, but I was so happy to eat this American style food that even though my whole face is on fire, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to eat this omelet. So I ate the whole omelet. So what country was this? This is Ecuador. The lesson that I learned, <laughs> I didn't know that certain temperatures and things would get you coming and going. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that it would hurt going in and, and coming out. out. I learned that lesson the next day. It was a huge surprise. <laughs> Did not know. Supplies. <laughs> so good morning to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a wake up call. Uh, that'll be more specific. And I've uh, for some reason in my mind I'm thinking Ecuador that has doesn't have like the greatest toilet paper in the world. So it's not like it's helpful. It's not great. It's not great. No, no, it's uh and they've been to Ecuador. And no, no offense to anyone in Ecuador and their tel- toilet paper uh, manufacturing, but it just well, seems you know, in my mind. Like, they're kind of like all South American countries where, like, in the last 20 years, they've come, they were kind of westernized when I was there, and they're pretty seriously westernized now. And so they're, you know, it's, I'm sure it's better than it was, but uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't tops. Hey, okay, uh, so I have so many things to talk about. Like, okay. I, I don't know what to, like, so for like first, uh, we have missionary news. You brought up missionary. You brought up Texas. Yes, it, it's little known fact that my son has been temporary, temporarily reassigned to the mission where William Correct. was a missionary many years uh, before. Did you? By the way, have you done you, the math on that? Thirty years before. I know. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> so, but the news is uh, that missionary who's now been out there for a long, long time uh, just got word that he is now permanently assigned to that mission and will yes. not will not be going to his other assignment. He will have the great the state of Texas in his heart for the rest of his life. He will. He will. And he just got transferred to West Austin. Nice. Which he is. Um, I used to be in West Austin. Which is he laughing about? He's like, that, that's like where Matthew McConaughey lives. I'm like, yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, it's so rich. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it's going to be a 
treat. And so he's trying to be positive, but he's like acknowledging that. So for those of you who have not been a full-time missionary, the richer people are, the farther away from the street the gates are to their house. <laughs> so it like, you know, making human contact is, an e- is a better, is a more effective way of getting t- to someone rather than pushing a button and being like, hello. <laughs> like, are you there? <laughs> anyway, so those are... We used those to are, have like all these... Lucas uh, updates. When, in some of the, uh, I guess, not as rich areas, people would have like the barred screen door that you can't see through. Oh, yeah. Have you ever yeah, seen yeah, those? Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. But you knock at them and like people can, can, from can, can. behind the door would be like, yeah. <laughs> It'd be a kid. Hey, is your mom and dad home? And then you'd hear them, are you guys home? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not here. Well, could you tell them we'll come back later? Sure. They're coming back later. <laughs> <laughs> but we used to have all kinds of like tricks on how to like get those doors open. Not 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 pry them open. To have people actually open them so that you could see flashbang grenades. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy if you're like the easiest way is to hand them something because they have to open the door to get it. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, the rich areas were always kind of a a challenge. I yeah. used to try to find the What's biggest is, house in the area and then go try to knock the people door. People have to have enough that they're not worried about their next meal to have the emotional bandwidth to be like, let's talk about the things of of heaven. True. They have to have enough, but but much more than enough. And they immediately are like, nah, I got it made. <laughs> like, I don't need God. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. My wife went to Bolivia on her mission. Poor. Very poor. And she was actually a service missionary. So her job was At to... least, when, especially when she went. And she went, I think it was the poorest country in South America. We were the second poorest. Is it not <laughs> anymore? Like... Did Ecuador pass? Oh, great out? point. Actually, it still probably is the poorest. It's country terrible. Itself. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's terribly it's, poor. It's all it's all quasi socialist so, now. But her 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 missionary job, right, was uh, they had a very high infant mortality rate. And oh wow, stuff like that. So they would actually go and and they part of their training was teaching people um, how to wash their hands and when to wash their hands. Uh, so that they wouldn't spread germs that would kill their baby, or what to wow. feed them, how to wash their food, uh, so stuff like that. Wow, I, that's it. I didn't know we did that. That's great. But it's all based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is the idea of you can't really, you know, are you really going to think existentially about God if you're you can't save somebody who's dead? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're dying, and you're, you know, you're, you're, you know. Yeah, no, that's 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 really great. Strange, uh, strange byproduct of that. We never camp. Your family doesn't ever camp? No, my wife is like, I camped enough for my mission. Really? Oh, yeah. She's like, no, we're not. Wow. She had some pretty, uh, very strange conditions that she had to live in. We had an early um, exit of the camping scene. So the Davis, (laughs) so, you know, you know, the first five years of marriage, you're still getting to know each other, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you could argue that forever you're getting to know each other, which I think is probably a good argument, but you're, you're. You're finding where the bodies are buried in the first five years, right? And so, oh, uh, not going over there. So we were learning things about Rachel that Rachel wouldn't admit about herself because at the time, so we're when you and I were in college, you know, like grunge was a thing, wearing flannel was cool, yeah. and like being outdoors was in Utah especially was like, yeah. So I mean, I I, I had to climb rocks, like like people yeah. were into that kind of thing. Yeah, and they so still like are. so our Utah. friends who were down for that kind of thing, you know. They gave us a Coleman stove for our wedding and Ooh. a couple of couple of ba- a couple of you know camping this and camping that right. and um, so we went on a couple of campouts and like I didn't correlate 
going and having a huge fight <laughs> until the third time. The third time, like our friends invited us to Flaming Gorge. We went up to this super great, super great place and just had like a fight. I'm like, you know, Rachel, like this is a tent. Like they're hearing all of this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you have this campfire in the morning. Hey guys, good morning. And everyone's just kind of awkwardly <laughs> sipping their hot chocolate. And that's when I realized I'm like, oh, oh, I should never take Rachel camping ever. <laughs> and so we've only gone camping like, I don't know, hardly ever. Dude, <laughs> like, we had this thing. We, so we have gone camping a few times, but you know, it's just not our it's not my wife's thing. Like she, I yeah, take yeah. the kids if, if, if I had to, but so we, I, don't, I wouldn't regret it at all, except the kids love it. So I gotta, yeah, yeah. I have to step up. I've, I've already kind of missed it, I guess, but I gotta take my kids camping. A couple yeah, of exactly. Times. But one time we were, uh, some friends invited us to go to Yosemite, yeah. which, you know, side note, do you go to a lot of, uh, uh, national parks? No, I've been to a ton. I gotta tell you, Yosemite is probably consistently the most beautiful it's unbelievable it's just really pretty i remember that as a child going there and going oh, wow so cool it's really pretty it's so cool and, uh, anyway so we're there i had a terrible experience in yosemite it's actually it's a sidebar okay so we'll go years. to your sidebar in a minute. Yeah. but so so we're, so just this is back to like you know hey tents are thin thin walls so yeah. <laughs> our friends are all there i had injured myself so i couldn't like i i i was on crutches so i couldn't like go on the hikes so i was kind of left back in camp okay and so you're looking at me like, <laughs> so I'm sitting back in camp and one of the moms was back with their son who was yeah very young toddler, but could talk. You know? Okay. Yeah. And so she goes into, uh, they're like, oh, let's go swimming. So they go into, um, to get dressed in the, in the, in the tent. It was so funny because the kid, <laughs> the kid goes like is making commentary like why they're getting dressed oh i got my swimming pants on you know like oh swim diaper da 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 and then all of a sudden he goes bye bye new news <laughs> his, his mom was getting in her swimming suit and i just i busted up like she's a really funny person anyway so she was uh she she thought it was funny too because she of course knew that everybody in the camp could hear, we could all hear that <laughs> her new news were now covered it was pretty funny <laughs> That's. Uh, By the way, Randy, during that whole story, <laughs> like, he's like, like you really say this?" I've got like five different jokes queued up, and I'm like, "This is a family podcast, <laughs> sir. Put that joke away." <laughs> so yeah, the the weird Yosemite story. It's a weird Yosemite memory. My family. So I had this thing that um, <laughs> when you say family, previous to marriage, yes, um, I'm the six or seven, and um, my, so when I was born, I did the math on this. So my. My, I was born uh, when my dad was 40 or 42, something really? like that. Yeah, yeah, six to seven. I think I think that my brother was, let's say, well, 87. How old is he now? He's 47, 40. No, no, I was coming up on 40 and, and he, my brother was 40. Got it. So, um, so when we're going camping, if I'm, uh, you know, six or whatever, you know, the, they're, all, they're coming up on 50 when they take us camping. So here's the deal, though. It turns out that when they were young and had a few kids, they kind of did this sort of thing more often as, as it makes sense, right? right like right. when the day was, when you get seven kids, it's not like you can just pick up and go camping. It's like, that's a big deal. And right? when you get older, it's not as fun. And when you get older, it's no fun because yeah. you have to sleep on the ground. Sleep on the ground is like, well, that's the worst. The and um, so, <laughs> so, so anyway, we went, so we went to Yosemite and I don't, I think that 
I don't know if we just kind of did it impulsively or whatever, but we went up there and we got there on a Sunday. My family is super orthodox about faith and church and things like that. Right. And um, I can't remember if it was a, a downstream of the orthodoxy. I think it was that we didn't want to go to a store <laughs> because we didn't want someone to shop work, on a Sunday. We didn't someone shop on Sunday. Right. And, but we ran out of food. <laughs> <laughs> and so like... My mom improvised and had like peanut butter and jelly and tortillas and made oh. peanut butter and jelly and like rolled it up in tortillas. Like yeah. it's fun. Like Eat a rat. This. It was just, it was not good. And no. like, <laughs> and I've and, done that. It's not And good. it's weird that of all the, we had a good time in Yosemite, but of all the weird memories that that's the one that I, uh, my mom's probably like, we, we worked hard to get you guys up to Yosemite. <laughs> and you You're, remember the peanut butter and jelly tortilla? The <laughs> peanut butter and jelly burrito. Yeah, it was not good. Would you call that, that American that not, fusion burrito? I would call that a mistake. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I would call that uh, uh, just a serious mistake. A but I mistake. do remember uh, Yosemite being pretty. and uh, It's so pretty. But, but again, it's just this weird abstract memory because I was young, so I don't know. That was the same trip where we discovered... Cause in our boredom, because you know we didn't have screens back then, right? And it's it was, it's not like this traffic now, but from Escondido to Yosemite. Oh, that's a long drive. It's like five from here, so it's like eight hours, right? Something like that to there. Yeah. So it's, anyway, it's, it's a so part. that's where we learned that if you lie upside down and cover the cover your face and leave your chin and mouth poking out and put dots on your chin, you can do like a little like make a little character oh, upside down upside down character face. And like, for boredom, and, that's and what sing, you do. And sing songs, and it was it was really fun. My sister had us laughing really hard. <laughs> we had, <laughs> we had shout a, out, shout out, Susie. We had a Chrissy um, still does the upside down face when she's bored. It was just the other day on Facebook. Maybe that's why I remembered it. Does she really? <laughs> she really does. Good for she her. was home with COVID and tired of it, and so she did a. She missed out on a corporate retreat, and so she wanted to send her company, like, a participative video. And so she made a little video of her upside down chin face <laughs> singing a song that that's brave she must be she's she a, is not want for braveness my sister christy shouts christy my it's it's interesting we were talking on the way in like being comfortable in your own skin and yeah it's, it's interesting who is and who isn't right yeah. i mean uh my grandfather was like this super famous professor right yeah. and yeah, uh yeah. his his thing when he became the dean of the, the school dean. yeah he would in conferences stand on his head. Okay, and that was like his thing. People knew him for standing on his head, like as like get your attention, kind of before he spoke. I guess, and he or was just like, like, "We're in a conference, losers." Yeah, I mean, this is this. a guy meets with presidents of the United States. You know, meets with. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, he was he was really important guy, and yeah. he was known when he was re when uh, as part of his teaching, people would make cartoons of him standing yeah. on his head in fact i have one as in my notebook the of uh, a drawing of him standing on his head that that i just use it kind of as an icon that i put on stuff it's it, it's oh, really unique and he's like a world-renowned professor i mean like all through the world people knew who this guy was and he was known also as a professor that was i think not being comfortable in your own skin is a journey though like because i think most people consider me a person to be comfortable in my own skin yes but I have the things that I don't want, that I don't, that I, that I'm just like, oh gosh, don't make me do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, standing on your head. 
Probably. Well, yeah. yeah. No, that would that would. I thought. Okay, so I I almost I almost (laughs) did this. Yeah. I had to give a speech. So there's a building at the University of Illinois that's named after him, and they they did his giant remodel, and they I'm named after my grandfather. So they I had to go, and they asked me if I would come and give a speech. Yeah, yeah. You've actually mentioned that before. Okay, so I almost I practiced. I almost stood on my head. I was going to do it. I was practicing. I was like, I thought it would be like this really cool thing. I didn't, not because I wasn't comfortable in my own skin, but because I wasn't comfortable in my skills of standing on my head. Right. There, you know, I can it's get one, into where about one eight thing times. If you do it and then say, my grandpa used to always do that. Right. So I don't think if you like fall into the audience, which is like, exactly to, to what the was the gas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> about eight times out of 10, I was okay. Is there that, a doctor in the house? Yeah. Like all, nine, these, all these PhDs run forward. Yes. And they're like, no, a doctor. Oh, Which mind. is ironic because they were making it into part of the but the new med school. So there were a lot of real doctors. Oh, there, good. So okay. It would have been all cool. Right. But no, they'd, I, they'd I stand like, there and argue about how to do it. No, no, no. You're doing the old technique. Do the new technique. Well, <laughs> and plus I didn't really know, like, was there going to be a, was it going to be on like a temporary platform because it was outside or was it going to be on the concrete? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I plus would it would it read like I, you know yeah it was <laughs> it was it was it was a very uh it would have been a super risky move and in in hindsight it would have been pretty uh, you know epic if i could pull that yeah, off if you had you pull it off yeah i mean if you, you're a good speaker so you would have landed it you would have tied it in yeah you're like you know which is funny because they had by the, the way there's a lot like, like standing on your head it takes practice a yes, gi- a giant head. Yeah, a giant, <laughs> was, it does take practice, and I did practice. I practiced a lot. And upper body strength. You're like one of my one of the parts. How does of my, this make sense? Well, and no, no, no. So you're not standing on your hands. Uh, you're standing on your head. Standing on your hands takes a lot more coordination. Yeah, you know, no, no, but it, you, it's like a tripod. You have a head yeah, and hands, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I used to do that when I was a kid. Yeah. I got it. Like I had a brief phase where I was like, I want to learn how to do that. Because I think it's cool. So you, yeah. And then you uh, not, you I learned that it's not cool. That yeah. it hurts. <laughs> it hurt. It does hurt. It does hurt. I can't even imagine doing it at my uh, fighting weight these days. Like yeah. I just can't even imagine. Yeah, it. no, it's not going to be good. So hey, you send me this like uh, text and like, hey, have you had this stuff? The Bundaberg, yeah, sodas. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I think we have a disagreement, but I'm going to do a straight product placement. Play the product placement jingle, please. Product placement, placing <laughs> products. Ooh. All right. I, a while ago, so they started selling these uh, Bundaberg uh, ginger ales at Costco. Now, my family quit Costco a while back, so we don't, we haven't partaken in Did the, you really? Yeah, we've quit Costco for years. Why? I'll tell you later. It's great. Okay. No, I'll tell, I'll tell you now. Tell us. It turns out that you can get all that bulky bulk stuff that you want. Uh, without with uh, at the same price at Walmart without having to buy two quarts, <laughs> so I have a regular size mustard in my house, and I say that I cost the same per ounce as the two giant mustards. Oh, yeah. That's okay. one. Got Number it. two, the special products that they have, and they and they do have great special products. I'm not saying that they don't. Uh, not not going there saves us I don't know four hundred dollars a month of hey I got this tent. Oh, like, isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> hey, okay. Hey. No, it is. It's the place. Okay. So I have always said that Target and Walmart are like the $80 stores. Yeah. But if you go to Costco, it's like 400 The average ticket at Costco, this is a actual, actual fact. The average ticket of checkout is like 400 bucks at, at, at Costco. I know we've talked about that. And so I miss that. I miss the peanut butter filled pretzels and I miss the uh, bruschetta. <laughs> oh. And I miss yeah. like the individually packaged apples that are really, really sweet. Oh, those are, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are really good. Okay, but 
but but legit, we quit it because the for some reason our Costco had a bad fruit procurement person and we had like dry apples and I'm like, man, I'm I'm only here for the apples. So I'm we quit done. it. And and we found that like, hey, if we go to Smart and Final, we can get bulk whatever and no there's no annual fee. It's it's close. It's not freaking 20 minutes to wherever the heck. Anyway, that's that. But Got I it. miss out on the trend. So the new trend is the Bundaberg ginger ales. And uh, we have a mutual friend that has a drink fridge. And they're like, go get something out of the drink fridge. So I wander out there, open it up. There's a Bundaberg. Wait, I, I, who has the drink fridge? It, I want to know. It's the uh, the people that lived in the live in the Dunn's old house. They would have been your oh, favorites. I'm going to go up there. <laughs> anyway. Um, I used to live down the street for them. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> anyway. So I go out to the drink fridge. I'm assuming they probably want me to get one of the Jeep sodas, but I see the Bundabergs and I'm like, well, I'm going to try this out. So I walk out. Okay. Wait, their drink fridge is outside too, huh? It's in the garage. Oh, we could totally just go sneak out in there and get it. <laughs> Not outside, outside. It's in the garage. He's so. a lawyer though. Maybe we can we get in trouble. He works from home now. So and he's, yeah, he's an imposing figure. And he has friends in the CIA. So <laughs> <laughs> He was in the CIA. I know, I know, I know. Okay. Anyway, I found... I found that to be the best ginger ale I've ever had. It's smooth, but it's still biting. It's not quite ginger beer. It's not like I'm like I'm sucking on a super tart Wait, vegetable. So they don't make a ginger ale. You're 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 cray cray. They have flavors of ginger ale. It's not like regular ginger ale. They have ginger beer. Okay, then I'm talking about ginger beer. Okay, the ginger beer is gross. Okay, <laughs> I like ginger it's ale. Amazing. It's gross. It's amazing. So William, I disagree, but I want to finish what I found and then William can, can counterpoint all this. So Bundaberg, here's what yeah. I like about it. Right. It has enough personality that you're like, that's actually a ginger drink. Okay. Got it. Then it's kind, but it has like a smooth, it's like, it's like brewed to be like a smooth bubble. It's not like a fizzy bubble. It's like, a, it's like a, it's like a it's smooth like head, smooth, a smooth bubble. Then it comes in glass bottles that fit in your hand like perfectly. Yes. It's like like a banquet, a banquet size bottle. Little, yeah, nice bottle. And um, it has it has like I drinking out of a, a cold bottle has like the rounded lip, which looks really smooth. It's just a good experience. So that's the positive. So then I so then the other day I was at uh, World Market trading whatever the cost plus cost, cost plus, plus World whatever. Market, and I learned that th then they had this lemon and lime drink, and I'm like. What's this going to be like? So I got their lemon and lime drink. Now, this is a risk because this is clearly, I'm like not trying to be seven up. I'm like, this is a different deal. And if, like the label says 7% juice. That's a lot of juice, right? Right. So uh, when you're dealing with lime and slimes and it's a super weird drink and I like it. <laughs> is it okay? So is it gingery? It's not. It, it, you got the bite of ginger? It, it had, there's, it's not a, it's, it's not a ginger drink. It's a lemon and lime drink. Oh, interesting. But it did have a, it had a hint of like some sort of, I don't know if it was all spice it, or called ginger. called lemon or... and lime and bitterness. Yeah. Uh, lemon and lime and bitterness is an in, uh, incredibly popular for a reason. Actually, my So the consensus of my family is that it's weird. And I agree. But I found it to be the kind of weird where it's like, I'm, I'm getting used to this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm get, I, like I, I liked it. You're acquiring the taste. I'm acquiring the taste. And then my, wife just, brought home, my wife just brought home the peach, a peach soda. I'm a big fan. So, so far, I'm into it when, on, the, on the Bundaberg product line. Well, they have guava. Man, they have my internet's not working. Lemon and lime. Guava? They have guava. I got to give me some guava. Blood I orange. See, blood orange probably sounds amazing. Peach. But again, these are also so. Here's what it really is. I, I'm not an alcohol. I, I don't drink alcohol. I haven't. I I don't partake. 
but uh, uh, nor, nor have I. But when I see all the kind of mixer drinks that they have, it, it's clear to me that they have different different branches of drink. They have just straight sweet drinks, which favor like the feminine persuasion. I'm I'm told based on TV and video that I've watched. Um, then they have these like kind of mixed like tart like puckering agent kind of drinks. Right. Then they have then they straight up have savory drinks. Oh, like, are these all for just to mix with alcohol? I think the Bundabergs are meant to be mixed with alcohol. Oh. And they're meant to be a certain kind well, of... you don't mix root beer with anything. That's gross. Well, all I have to say is, I, it turns out I like a certain kind of drink, <laughs> which, is <laughs> a, which is kind of a biting, kind of a weird acquired taste. It's, yeah, it's sweet, but it's also a little bit challenging. I like a challenging drink, and Bundaberg's it. I'm in. Except I did have... Do they have a root beer? Yes. I did have a bad experience it's with okay. the root beer. It's okay. It's not good. I did have a bad experience with the root beer. So you know that, fan. like, <clears throat> I... Uh, really, 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 really got into um, yeah, you're a root beer connoisseur. Root beer, right? yeah, that's awesome. You know, did I ever tell you how I got into root beer? No, tell me. I had about this it. guy that was working with me, and he comes over, and he had taken a wine tasting class in uh, college. Okay, and uh, he was going through like all this wine tasting stuff, like you know what's in wine and how blah blah blah. And, you know, I don't drink, so I you know I was just you very feel left out. But he went on forever. So then okay. I decided to uh, invite him over, but I was going to have a root beer tasting contest. <laughs> it's, it's oaky. So <laughs> I went to, you know, just the grocery store and With I got like every... Touch of Heather. Yeah, exactly. I got every root beer that I could find. Yeah. That, but but at a grocery store, they just like the most crafty root beer they have is Henry Weingart's. Have you ever had Weingart's, one which... Is it the best cream soda that's ever been made, but but an okay root beer? No, there's another cream soda I could give you. Man, I don't know, though. Yeah. One Hearts, One Hearts cream soda. Hanks is way better. Oh, it's so good, though. It is good. I do admit. Uh, uh, However, but the root beer, not great. The root beer is okay. But so so what happened is, so that's the most crafty root beer there. And then yeah. the next one is like IBC. And then it goes down for like A&W mug, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So I did all of those together and, and put them in paper cups and labeled them one through... Uh, 14, I think I had. Okay. It was a crazy yeah, yeah. amount. And uh, we did it. And it was did really like interesting swish results. It, swish it in their mouth and spit it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we, we did. We did. We totally, I, I, and it was really done to just kind of mock my friend. But yeah, yeah. it ended up being a lot of fun. And the results were really strange. One of the results that I found really interesting was of the canned sodas, you yeah. know which one kind of won for most people? What? Shasta. Isn't that weird? You know, I I have a theory, but go ahead. So I I I uh, of, I was of by, the Cantier Shasta wins. Yeah, so they weird. beat AMW. They beat Mug. Okay, so A and W was the one that I thought I liked because that was the one I grew up on. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the fan favorite, right? Yeah. Turns out I like Mug better. Oh. There's a couple others that I don't care for. Dad, Dad's is not so good. Have you ever had Hires? Yeah. Hires is very sarsaparilla y, and I didn't really like that. Okay, so then I get into. I find out that there's like there there's a whole community of root beer people. <laughs> there's, a, there's a root beer community. I told yeah. Look at that. I have so many stories to tell, but go ahead. Oh, it's, I, it's crazy. Remind me to tell you about Rasmus the Frenchman and root beer. Rasmus the Frenchman. Rasmus the Frenchman. <laughs> and then remind me to tell you Wait, is about higher Okay, so Rasmus the Frenchman. We'll come back to it. So my uh, so uh, I find out about this craft beer yeah. root beer place, right? So it turns out so I there is a a candy store here in Southern California called Rocket Fizz. Have you Rocket heard of it? Fizz. I have heard of it. Okay. They do 
these craft beer root beers. So they're, 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 they're the place where you can they go find them. They have tons of them, right? Yeah. So I went in for a month, and I would get a different one every day. Okay. And what, I'd actually get two. And I would get, it's probably how I got diabetes. I, I would, <laughs> I would get, I would get the one I liked that my favorite one at the moment, I would yeah. get that one. Plus I'd get a new one. So, so you, you had the safety, right? The safety and the experiment. So a palate cleanser. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. So my favorite root beer that I found is called Hank's. It's called the Philadelphia root beer. I don't know why they call it that. I think you might've shared it with me before, but okay. It's very good. Okay. Uh, and then I, I've kind of come down to a few. Uh, that I really, really like. So the interesting part about Hanks is it's Henry Reingartz, but it's it's real. It's Wine kind of a, hearts. A, Wine yeah. hearts, right? Yeah. Similar kind of vanilla-y flavor of a root beer, but it's not, it does, they don't use corn syrup. They use actually cane sugar. Cane sugar okay. Which and there's, and there's um, tastes per, better. Perceptible difference to you. I think so. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. And then the, then I, and there's one called Red Arrow. That has a okay. hint of licorice, black licorice, which nice. I, I like. My very bit. favorite one is Bulldog, which your, is... Your very favorite? That's my Hanks. very favorite one. Hank's is like the standard. That's your standard go-to. Yeah, that's a standard like... But for special occasions, you, oh, bring, yeah. you bring out Bulldog. Oh, dude, Bulldog. It's, 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 so it's, it's sweetened <laughs> with... Um, it's, sweet, it's sweetened with uh, honey. Okay. Which I like. All right. So... That one, and then there's another one called. Uh, so I always get Hanks, uh, uh, Broken or Red Arrow, and uh, that one. So those are my three that I always get, and then I always get another one. There's one called Jeans, I think it's called, and it's got some ginger in it. It's got a little bit of a bite. So, and then the, I learned that root beer is actually a tea. Did you know that? No, I don't know anything about root beer except root that beer. I like it. So I used to go to except those. That I like it, and it seems to favor those of our faith persuasion. Yes. Well, of course. <laughs> so do you remember going as a kid and like someone always like sometimes someone would make like their homemade root beer? Yeah, we made homemade root beer. Okay, but that's house. not really making homemade root You literally got a flavoring dumped it in a vat of water with some dry ice, and that and, was it. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying okay. that like it's not cool. No, it, no is cool. it is totally cool as a kid, but it turns we out had that's to get not root beer. We had to get the flavoring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you had to get the dry ice, which and is cool. Which is cool. And there's it a whole bubbling lot of cauldron. Things. People had to stir yes. it. Yes. Anyway. And it looked, it was, you know, it had the <laughs> fog coming off it. Yes. So, uh, no, uh, what it, it's, uh, they steep a whole bunch of these things. One, the root beer flavor is sarsaparilla. And then they have other things like wintergrass, things like that, that they put in there and they steep it, which like a tea, but they boil a big bag of this stuff. Yeah. And everybody has their own little tea bag, you know, uh, algorithm, you know, like I'm going to put four sticks of this in there yeah. and then they boil it and then they sweeten it. And it which, used to be called like, for, on the one hand, very cool. I don't know why you know that. On the other hand, isn't that kind of anything? Yeah. Like, like, isn't like, like what's Coca-Cola? It's probably the same thing, right? Like a, a bag, right now, a bag know. full of stuff. It's that... like some synthetic. <laughs> Coca-Cola is legion. So if you want, you want to try uh, craft beers, you can go to, I really got into some of them that they didn't have. Like there's a couple in Utah. There's Brigham's. Uh, yeah. And by the way, they're local, usually made by like distilleries. Like local local action, distillery. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they always make three flavors, root beer. But I don't understand. Black cherry and I don't vanilla. understand what the brewing difference is between regular fizz root beer and the super fine fizz root beer that makes it like a cool beer-like head come out of the bottle. Like that's one of the, my favorite parts of the Weinhardt experience. Is they that have, is that really cool? Yeah, that ha Weingart has the largest 
you know, foam head thing that they have. I love that. For sure. Yeah, I know it, it tastes good. It's you know, wine carts is like, but you can get it at a grocery store, so it's not really that. You're 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 spiting them for the success. Like it just finding obscure stuff isn't cooler if it's not better. <laughs> True. But I didn't think anything would could be better until I had Hanks and then I was no, like, dude, this that sounds is, amazing. If you're looking for like All right, you know, let me if, talk about Rasmus, the French. Yeah, who's tell me about okay. Rasmus? So, is this a friend of yours? So or just one like summer in college, I worked at a place that makes boilers. Uh Alstrom Boiler, Alstrom Pyro Power. They make boilers. Boilers? Boilers. The, there's big heating elements for buildings and for industrial. Oh, okay. Yeah, industrial. boilers for yeah. okay, got it. So then that that summer I was there just being a temp for a couple months. Right. And he uh, and and then this guy shows up named Rasmus, and he was a Frenchman. He's a he, he was a French guy my age in college, and he came over as an intern at this boiler company, and worked in the same department that I did, and it was me and Rasmus and this guy that had worked there for a long time. Was kind of an edgy dude, um, with like um, with like a gang past and whatever, right. And so, uh, Sounds like a, some kind of YouTube video. <laughs> so Rasmus uh, comes over and he becomes like our kind of our experiment because he has, he has an accent and, and he is, um, he is kind of quintessentially European. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and, and he's experiencing America for the first time. So we're, so we're, we have all these funny experiences with him where he kind oh, of, you gave him root beer. he laughs at American culture and doesn't understand it. So I asked him, for example, I asked him, I'm like, Rasmus, like, what are the stereotypes of, of America that you expect to see here that, that, you know, that you don't expect to see in Europe? He's like, well, there's the, the, the fat people <laughs> and the, the, the hippies. We expect the, the hippies. <laughs> so fat people and hippies are what he expected to see. What in, state are you in? In California. Oh, okay. It's in San Diego. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Well, that makes sense. Anyway. So uh, we go to get lunch sometimes, and I drive my car, my not impressive car, my right. my car that was whatever, twelve years old when we got it. It was great, but not impressive. Right. It was an old Toyota Camry that was literally driven by uh, my grandpa's brother, and he sold it to me for a song, and it was a great blessing in my life. But you know, not an impressive car. Correct. But he, but but we get in, and it had it was at the stage when Toyota had these automatic seatbelts that go. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. Like, and then you still had to buckle your waist belt, but it would do. Anyway, so we get in and it does that. And he's like, oh, you Americans, this, this is so crazy. He's like, what, I, what, what do you have next? Is something to reach out and hold your drinks? And I'm like, <laughs> like I hit a button and this thing comes out. That holds, that holds your he's like, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You're so spoiled. <laughs> and this is, again, not an impressive car. <laughs> Evidently it was to a Frenchman. <laughs> Anyway, I'm like, oh, he never heard of root beer. Oh, so I actually invited him out socially with us a couple of times. I invited, we had like a group of group of kids from church were playing Uno on Monday nights. And I took him to that. And we, we all, and it was, it was actually kind of a rowdy. How do you say Uno in French? It was kind of a rowdy, rowdy thing. Cause they had these speed Uno rules and it was just kind of a loud, right. fun, super fun thing. He had a great time. Um, but like I gave him root beer for the first time <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's really, really bad. Like, what's wrong? It's like it is like what do you say? It's like bubble gum. It tastes like bubble gum. And I was just like bubble gum. Bubble gum. And the guy took, took a sip. I never really thought of it that way. So just to be clear, when the Frenchmen come to town, don't give them root beer. Don't give them root beer. Yeah, they'll, they'll I've like, heard that, that a lot of Europeans think it tastes like cough syrup. I mean, I kind of get it. Right? I, I I love it, but I get it. Like if you weren't raised on it, I get how it'd be like. Okay. 
I mean, like, because what is Dr. Pepper? It's literally an old-timey cough syrup that, that people started selling as a beverage, right? Is it really? <laughs> yeah, doctor, that's what's doctor. I thought it was like Dr. Pepper. just prune juice or whatever. Prune juice with other flavors. Do, do you know what that 37 means underneath it? No. That's the number of flavors. Uh, or you know are they that? curative agents? Yeah. You know how I know that? <laughs> the Dr. Pepper Museum is in Waco, Texas. No. Oh! Any any beverage that has its own museum is worth for real. It's worth trying. Do you know that they're not I shouldn't say that. They're not owned Any by... Any non-alcoholic beverage that has its own museum is yeah, worth exactly. trying. <laughs> you know they're not owned. Uh, Dr. Pepper's not owned by... Um, I thought they're they, like their own thing. I thought they finally got picked up. I'm pretty sure they got they got picked oh, up. Oh, I don't tell but me. They have like a, but no, no, no. But they have like some sort of independent operating agreement where like... Someone told me this crazy story. Like there's a, there's this part of t- Texas where you can go where where they, they brew their own or something yeah, like that. Cool. Anyway... That's where it comes from, Waco, Texas. Dude, I had the craziest experiences with the East-West culture with Rasmus, dude. But, okay, guy goes to the beach. <laughs> he goes to the beach. <laughs> and, and he comes back on Monday. And he's like, oh, I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, I have a sunburn. It hurts really, really bad. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. That sucks when you get a bad sunburn. He's like, no, but it's, it's really bad. I'm like, yeah, it's terrible. And he's like, I think I need to go to the doctor. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, no, you don't, you don't need to go to the doctor. I mean, sunburns, no matter how bad they are, like if you need to go to the doctor for a sunburn, you, you've already been taken there in an ambulance. You don't need to go to the doctor. Like you're fine. No, it hurts really bad. <laughs> okay. So finally he's like, I need to take time off work. I'm going to the doctor. I'm like, I'm like, bro. I, okay. He's like, do you know a good dermatologist? <laughs> Like no, I don't know a good term. <laughs> college right? for the for a sunburn. I don't. I don't know. It's okay. I have insurance. They made me buy insurance as part of my as part of my internship. I'm like, look, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I can't help you. So so he goes and calls somebody and gets a ride and goes to a dermatologist during work, <laughs> and then comes back. <laughs> comes back a couple hours later. And he's like, the doctor basically validates <clears throat> what we've said. Right. You don't need to go. Which is they gave him pain pills. <laughs> they gave him pain pills and lotion. <laughs> like, it's a special lotion. I'm like, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> he's like, no. So anyway, he comes back with lotion. And me and, and me and this other guy. Now, this other guy, again, is kind of a tough character. And I'm just, I'm regular. I'm not, I'm not a tough character, but I'm not exactly a, a wimp or anything like that. So there's three of us in this, in, this, in this document storage area of the building. And there's like this walk-up t- desk where people come up and they're like, hey, I need this document. We go find them a document, bring it right. back to them, whatever. Um, so me and this guy, <laughs> standing there, Rasmus comes back. Hey, yeah. Hey, they gave me these pills and they gave me this lotion. I'm like, okay. And he's like, <laughs> and he goes, will you help me put it on? Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. Uh. <laughs> And, and, did you do it and i'm like no no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna, I'm not gonna help you put that, put that on and i and i kind of chuckle and then my coworker, who's kind of rough he's like he's like well please it's a medical emergency, <laughs> medical emergency. <laughs> it's a medical emergency and he turns to my buddy and and, and nick and nick's like look man i don't want to start something i'm not prepared to finish <laughs> 
So he went up and put it on. And meanwhile, there's this woman at the desk watching us laughing at the Frenchman as he begs us to put lotion on at work. Oh, my gosh. And then she's like, I'll do it. And she's like, come on back. And so, just, so we open the door. She comes back. She puts lotion on Rasmus. That's so gross. Well, there's like six oh, the different... lady did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice I wasn't going to do it. There's like six different parts of that story. They're just so weird. Like a Westerner wouldn't like they wouldn't go to a doctor because that would cost more. And in Europe, they're like, no, you just go to the doctor whatever. It's free. It's part of socialized medicine. So they just go. Wouldn't go to a specialist ever. <laughs> right. And then. Yeah. Wait, do you go to specialists now? Like I, I mean, I go to specialists when, yeah. when, when skip, a doctor says skip, you need to go to a specialist. Yeah, I skip the whole, you know, go to your first doctor first because I have a really high deductible plan where I think it's like it's I have to pay cost, every dollar. It's just going to like, cost you more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to pay every dollar up to like 7500 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, why would I go to another doctor? It's just going to tell me to go to another doctor. No, for sure. I, and I, all I'm saying, but I, but I'm saying, like, you didn't go to the endocrinologist first, right? No, I didn't. Because <laughs> you didn't know, right? Oh, there's a... But, but you wouldn't go, but you would go to a regular doctor for a sunburn, right? That's so funny. And well, the other part is, like, well, he's a Frenchman. He's never been... Did you not get sunburn in Europe? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he was... Came off a little nerdy. So, like, I think he was kind of a bookish... A bookish well, I guess, French, a bookish I guess Frenchman. The, maybe he wasn't... The beaches aren't as warm in France. I don't know. No, like, I, I, from what I know from my friends in England, like, when you go to the beach on holiday, you're going to Portugal or maybe Spain. True. But we do know there are beaches in France because, you know, we landed on them as Americans. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know the beaches. brought the French back. <laughs> that's right. Um, all right. Oh, so there's the story uh, the news on the, on the endocrinologist uh, front. I went yesterday. Yeah. Or Monday. And, uh, or no, Monday, Tuesday, our normal recording day. And, uh, I'm still, you're diabetes, still screaming diabetes free. Yeah. Nice. I'm in. So next time I go, if I still am, the numbers are still in this range, then they call, they take it off my chart. So I don't have diabetes, but they call it in remission. Oh, okay. Isn't that interesting? In yeah. remission. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you're always going to be susceptible to it. It's always, it can always come back. So you need to always, you know, you, you can't just, just have a healthy lifestyle. You're not cured. And then life is better, but. You know. Did I send you the Nate Bergazzi bit on diabetes? Yeah, I read it. It's interesting. I mean, there's so much data out there, and it's it's very oh no confusing. no. I, I'm talking about a standard comedian. Oh no no, you didn't send me. That. Oh, there's a standard comedian. No, there's a bit study. about diabetes. Oh no no. He's <laughs> like he's like I I don't have the one you're born with. I have the one you got to earn. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. <clears throat> this 18 year old kid, a uh, uh, friend of ours, found out that he has like pre diabetic. Oh and yeah, I'm like, yeah. So what you eat? Mutual what, friend, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I said, "What you eat? You know, like what's your diet?" And he's like, "I just eat junk food all the time." I'm like, "Well, that'll do it." And he goes, "Yeah." It's <laughs> uh, funny stuff. Hey, I, I a question for you. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, current events. Current events. Let's do it. Are you? Did you see the Whoopi Goldberg? Uh, first of all, Whoopi Goldberg. It's not even a real name. It's not a real name. And that's a her by last the way, but credit, credit to her for going like I'm gonna think of a cool Jewish stage name. name. Cool stage name. Well, I, I don't know that. Okay, it has to so be did you hear the controversy? Uh the controversy is that she had some she said some stupid things about uh Jewish folk on her show The View. 
Okay, so this isn't going to go the way you think it's going to go. So the way I'm going to go nice in a different... Be nice and careful. Oh, no, I'm going to go in a different saying. direction. Okay. So <laughs> you and I have both kind of like, nah, let's call it post-party, right? Or post-team. Post, post I think we are. Right? I think we are. It's kind of like... So we're like, our team says dumb stuff and their team says dumb stuff. We're just, we're just, we're sick of I'm dumb not, stuff. I'm, I'm not going to just go find the dumbest thing and get right. mad about it. Okay, so, so part of the byproduct of that is, is that when I hear somebody else on the other side of my supposed team say something dumb, I don't expect it to actually be dumb. I actually go to the source, right? Because... People that say my team says dumb yeah, stuff. Yeah, because we always grab the other guy out of context. Right. And, and yeah. So I listened to what she said. And what she said is not offensive. And quite frankly, fits into my worldview. So what she said was they were talking about uh, on The View, the show, they were talking about racism. And she said, uh, or the Holocaust, and she said that um, it, was not a ra- it was not a race thing. The Holocaust was not a racial thing. Yeah. Okay. So that's but that's co- in, but I, I disagree with you. But go ahead. Okay. No, that's where they she stopped, or that's where they stopped the quote. Oh, I see. But the the, uh, the other part of the quote is she said that's a human evil thing. Okay. And so here's the here's the thing that I but I, all race all all race bigotry is human evil. Exactly. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm at like I don't I'm not into calling racism, sexism, and all that stuff. I'm I'm kind of I'm over this. I hate this micro. Let's focus in on this little tiny issue. I would much rather be talking about like, how does human evil continue in, in the 2021 or 2022, right? So that to me, what she said was, oh, it makes sense to me. Okay. She's black. She's thinking of race as an identifier that you can see very, very uh, quickly, you know, she's she's thinking of race as skin color, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or some other easily identifying thing. Right. Whereas, you know, she, her, her subsequent comments were like she's doing on the Colbert show and she explained this. Right. And I watched that too. And quite frankly, I found both of her comments to be reasonable. They're not, not reasonable, but her side has created a cancel culture that is so unforgiving Yeah, that you have to be canceled. And I don't think she should have been. Look, she says, she says a lot of dumb stuff I don't agree with, but I don't think she should be canceled for any of that either. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I, I agree with you that cancel culture is dumb and I'm tired of it. So whatever. And 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 I don't almost ever agree with what she has to say politically. I think she can say it yeah. until people stop watching and then she can get canceled because people are bored. Right. But <clears throat> but um and then but then on this other thing though, like like I mean oh, so so let's jump to the Joe Rogan thing. No, I want I want to fin- I want to finish your your thing. So at the same time President Biden has announced that he's going to appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court, which is stupid. No, so, ba- so the Babylon Bee this morning had a tweet after Whoopi Goldberg's thing, which is uh, uh, <clears throat> President Biden quietly withdraws Whoopi Goldberg's name for consideration of the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was amazing. I really, really, really hate. I I love uh, one of the things I used to love about sports. Okay, and I don't, really don't think sports are this. No, way. you've done you've you've done this bit before. Yeah, it's just like I just like, love don't politicize it. Right, you know, leave it alone. I don't care yeah. about the race. So Joe Rogan thing. Yeah, look, man. Like, do you I, listen to Joe Rogan at all? I listened to one of the two. I, I don't. I, I I don't actually care for him. I don't. I, I don't either. He, I don't. But he's not. Uh, if he has a good, if he has a good guest, yeah, then I then I'm kind of interested. Yeah. Um, but, but he's not I, ideological. I don't, I don't find him particularly well. He's not ideological, and I don't find him particularly smart. Is a problem. He's like almost smart. Like he right. he asks pretty good questions, 
but he gets a little bit argumentative and it's kind of just I just don't it's, love it. It's whatever. Uh, to me, he, it's like, just, dude, he smokes. A, he smokes a lot of weed. Like he kind of has a stoner, stoner intellect, right? It's where it's like he's an intellectual stoner. It's like he, he's smarter than most, but then he still kind of gets gimped by this lid of like, yeah, man, people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, and I, <laughs> so I kind of, I don't care for him. But I, <laughs> I did listen to one of the two episodes in question, and I'm sorry. The idea that you can call vigorous discussion of facts that have happened. Uh, misinformation is just embarrassing. Right. I'm just so embarrassed I'm, for I'm, the world. Like, I'm, this is just, where you're all just super weird. If you think that two people on an obscure, po- it's not even obscure, on a thriving podcast in Texas are misinforming, like it's just weird. Like, and also the people that are telling us this misinformation have just done their level best to misinform us about everything for the last three years. So right. it's like, I. Okay, Shut so up. here's my thing. Be post-team. I am. Everybody should be post-team. Forget <laughs> the whole idea that your team is the only one that has a monopoly on truth. It's yeah. not true. Yeah. And by the way, science is not consensus. If it is, it's not science. Yeah. Because the idea, no, like, the definition those, of science. Those of you who are panicking, you would assume that they said, don't take the vaccine. No, one of the two guests, the guy that I listened to, has has had both has had vaccines and boosters right and and invented part of the part of the process by which we get the vaccine right. and all, all all the whole podcast was was uh, when when he brought up some of the side effects of the vaccine people started to scream that he shouldn't bring up the side effects and then when he personally experienced the side effects to one of the vaccines he raised it as a concern and people were like shut up idiot you're going to get people killed and he's like no, man, like you're going to get people killed well, if they don't so, know the risks. Okay. So I have, I have this. Oh, that, and I just I don't think that's, I don't think that's anti-vax. I don't think he's obviously anti-vax because he's been vaccinated. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Well, I, so I've been carded recently. Have you been carded before? Yes. Okay. So I've been carded and I, I quite frankly, okay. It's, say, it's, it's fr- really, it's really grating. Very. Like I, I'm not with friends and I want to make a scene. So I just do it and I'm vaccinated. So whatever. But it, there's something really invasive about it. Very. It feels really invasive. I mean, do you remember when the HIPAA laws came out? Yeah. So if do you're not I familiar. Remember, I can't forget it because I can't even schedule a doctor's appointment for my teenager. Yeah. Because of HIPAA laws. Right. And, and because, right. Okay. So if you don't know, crazy. HIPAA laws are the Health inability Insurance for- Port- Portability and Accountability Act. Right. And it basically keeps any health provider from giving out information to any person without permission. No. Health Insurance Privacy and Portability Act. Okay, so the insurer's not allowed to get out. Uh, you can't out give out information. information. Right. Not even for your wife. Right. She has to sign a piece of paper that said, give the information. Yes, to my husband. and it's why all it's why all doctors' offices and hospitals' websites are so useless. Correct. Because they have this incredibly onerous Correct. encryption uh, encryption and privacy protection, Correct. two-factor identification. Unless, unless we're in Los Angeles County, not in Los Angeles County, city of Los Angeles, and you want to go and eat at a restaurant. Eat at a restaurant. And then they're like, so show me I your ID. So I got carded at your... this place that I go to probably once a week. It's a, it's a soup place. And I oh, I, th- I think I, I took you there. Yeah, that pho place? The pho place. Yeah. Oh, oh, pho 999 uh, on uh, Victory and uh, Sepulveda. It's yeah, awesome. big fan. One yeah. of my, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. And I go all the time, and they know me there and everything. So I walk in one day, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, 
they 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 card me. They're like, hey, you have to. I'm like, I didn't. I don't carry it with me on purpose. Yeah. Because I'm gonna make a scene if you're gonna ask for it. And so I kind of made a scene. But the problem is, is these are like Vietnamese people that are not. No, they're they, just trying to be. They're just trying to. Yeah. So it turns out like, I talked to the one of the owners who because I go in there so often. So it's kind of like a cafeteria style uh, seating. And uh, yeah, you, they bring their soup to you, but uh, you know that you're you're seating close together. Yeah. And evidently, one of the customers complained that they weren't carding people. Okay? Yeah. You went in there. It's crowded all the time. Yeah. Summer, winter, it's crowded all the time. Yeah. I go in now. They've been carding for like a week and a half, two weeks, and no one in there. I go in there in a meeting with one or two people. The first day that they carded, I happened to be there. They carded me. And I'm like, I don't have a card. And they're like, well, you know, they kind of basically said, uh, you, you know, sit down. But next time you have to have a card. So well, you're making me sad. You're making me it sad. Super sad. Small, so small so I watched 10, I counted 10 people walk in. 10. Okay. I watched 10 people walk in. I'm like, I'm going to get a ratio of how many people turn around. Seven. That's really sad. Seven of 10. I'm sad about this. This business is going out of business. They're not going to be there. They cannot survive. Yeah. They're not it's surviving. Not like the margins of the and I talked to the like... guy yesterday and he's like, what he goes, they told us that if they have to come in again, they won't talk to us as owners anymore. They'll only talk to customers. And if one of the customers, only one says that they weren't carded that day, then they'll shut down the place. Now, yeah. I, okay. So forget great, about, forget great about job, COVID, everyone. Forget about the great the job. Chance. You're doing it. And by the way, that's why LA has been so successful at not spreading Omicron, right? Right, which they haven't. So here's no, the problem. No, because everyone got it because it's super contagious. Okay, here, all I can think of, okay, every time someone asks me for my card, okay, which is only this one place. Uh, I've done it like three times. Okay, I've, 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 I think I've twice. One, one was like in a theater, which you have, uh, whatever. That's like a state law. So it feels like Nazi Germany. Well, Where I, are your papers? And if you do not have your papers, you're a second-class citizen that can't eat. Right? Look. It's terrible. I think that's obviously a hyperbole to make a point. Okay, yeah, but I'm not, but, I don't want to use Nazi no, but, Germany because no, Nazi I, but Germany I, is I will like, agree with you that it's invasive. Now, stereotype. now, this conversation is much more strident than whatever Joe Rogan said on his podcast. He just yeah. asked a bunch of hard questions of a yeah. doctor. And um, now that doctor is... Um, so neither of those guys are anti-vax per se, but they're anti-militant vax. And and I, yeah, look, man. Okay. But here, okay, I want to go. I want to go on a positive spin. Here's the wait. Positive. I want. I want one more. One more cancel culture that just makes me laugh. Okay, yeah. CNN is a terrible. Uh, they they live off of the legacy of their of of their being the original. Uh, newscast. They, they right? only exist because of their long-term okay. reputation. And I've watched liberal, conservative, all kinds of... I love. I used to love all these news. I used to I, love CNN. In, CNN's in college, terrible. College, I mean, it's terrible. College, I used to watch Wolf Blitzer cover the wars. Yeah, was Wolf cool. Blitzer was... But they're terrible. And I'm not saying they're terrible because they're one team or the no, other. No, they've just lost the plot. They're just There's not just good. There's just nothing there. It's not a good. terrible... It's yeah. even their regular newscast is just not good. Yeah. Uh, there are better options out there if you like the middle of the road, right? Sure. <laughs> Uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's the one the government runs? Uh, PBS, NPR, NPR, NPR yeah. is better. Yeah, and NPR is terrible <laughs> in the sense that it puts me to sleep. Yeah. So, um, Zucker gets fired. 
Yeah, he got okay, fired. Okay, dude, I just, I just, uh, I love every second of it because he, <laughs> he is the he's worst. Presided, first of all. He's presided over the decline of that network. Yes, like the precipitous decline yeah. of that network. And you know who his bestie was? Yeah, I, uh, it was his bestie was uh, Cuomo. Cuomo, and he kicked Cuomo out because Cuomo. No, but the rumors are that Cuomo. This, this is yes. reve- revenge from Cuomo, yeah, it's revenge. and that the and revenge so is going to keep. Fi- the rumor is that the revenge is going to keep going. I hope so, because the, the firings to me, are going to continue. Just, I'm just laughing that this terrible network that has, I don't even know how it stays in business. There's so few people watching, right? The advertising is not paying. For no, the it's, 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 re- it's, it's reputation. It's like, you can't, you got to pay more than that. It's CNN. Yeah. You know and I mean? it's just, and it's terrible. So why in the world you can't get like, you know, a good producer there at uh, CNN to do some good, you know, I think it's a, it's a viable platform. And by the way, I still think CNN is going to be a more trusted source than other sources out there just because of their name. It's just the equity of their name. But I think someone could bring it back. I just find it super funny that these people that have been pushing cancel culture for so no, long. No, it's, it's fun to watch them eat it. Yeah, and now they're but literally getting eaten yeah. by their own. They're getting they're, eaten yeah. by their own. And on the on the backside of that, it's like this, this soap opera is playing out on t- prime time. And even other news networks are not, they're not really getting into it. They're like, they're, I mean, if you, oh, cause they don't want to, they don't want to be next. It's so weird though. Like in a competitive <laughs> nature, if your competitor is like self-destructing, you would normally go all in, you know, but no, they're not. It, they're they're, all, back. they're, they're like, like, what's going to happen to us? Yeah. It turns out like the reporter's so like, interesting but not me. me, right? Not me. All right. Anyway, let's go positives. Yes. Here's the positive. So positive. there's, there's this pundit that I, that I kind of follow who predicted a couple weeks back that based on what he's seeing and feeling and hearing, he's like, February 1, we're done with COVID. That's what I think. Who's the pundit? I, I, it's irrelevant. That um, February 1, we're done with COVID. I hope so. All right. No, but I want to say, every day there's a headline of a new, like, we're done with COVID moment. Yesterday, a county supervisor from LA was like, we need to wind back mandatory masking. It's stupid and no one cares. That was L.A. Uh, yeah, but that's yeah. She's but she doesn't have any. Yesterday, power. in Denver, they they the the city government d- declined to renew a mask requirement for the city of Denver. Like last week, Denmark said we're rolling back all of our COVID stuff. Yeah, like, Europe's Europe's like infections done. are up, yeah. but but deaths are down, and we're done. Yeah, Omicron. I'm telling you. I think I, hope I so. think the the popular backlash that we all thought was going to come I think is here. I agree. I think the first wave has started, and we have this we have this truck blockade going yeah. on in, in in Canada, which is supported by at least at least a few thousand people that came to show up. You know what I mean? A few thousand is huge. Yeah. So like, well, how many people were there? There's thousands. Know. It's like so my point is I think that this guy was right, and that starting now, we're starting to wind up. Uh, we're starting to accept the fact that COVID is going to be part of regular life and we're going to return to regular life. And if that's not the case, and if you're a holdout, just, just know that I think it should be the case. Well, I think it's time not to say that COVID is not going to be around, but that we have to, we have to accept that we're going back to regular life. Yep. Um, and if co- you want to wear a mask, or, wear a COVID, mask. COVID or not. Yeah. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. I get it. You know, if you, if you, if you're, yeah, yeah if you're, judge if you have, for that. by the way, back in the day, if you, I, this is something that I just, I, I found so strange about this COVID thing things is like we, we switched, uh, uh, the idea of your personal health 
now went from being your personal health, like, oh, okay, I have an autoimmune disease, so I have to be careful during flu season, right? To uh, that it becomes an institutional problem, like institutions like businesses and religions and all this other churches and schools and all, they're the ones that have to institute all the, the protocols for safety and health, where in reality, you're giving a very false sense of safety because if you are sick, right? If your mask isn't on right, if you're sick, right? You're spreading it. Uh, and, and there's a lot of, de- there's other details. Uh, the, the point of this is that if you are worried about your health, take charge of your health. No one is going to care. I, I used to work in, in film and music uh, distribution. And, and my, my boss said back then, like, no one is going to care as much about your album as you. Not me, not anybody. No one will care as much totally about agree. your album as you. And there's no musician out there that succeeded totally because somebody else carried them to success or just because their album was good. They succeeded because they cared so much about selling that album. Similarly, no one is going to care as much about your health as you, not your spouse, not your neighbor, not your church. No one. True. So take, take personal responsibility and stop. And and if you don't, if you don't, if you think it's risky out there, then don't go. But But it's going to be part of our lives. The pivot has happened. Yay. We are getting there. We're, we're now COVID-free and diabetes remit, remitted. <laughs> and, and I hope I hope so. Full, because I am full of root beer and hope over here. Root beer and hope. <laughs> Try have you, have you had <laughs> Bundaberg uh, peach, I've given, I've given Bundaberg you. peach sodas. I'm going to have to go buy some lemon lime on the way home. Anyway. <laughs> I've, I've given you the, the bulldog one, haven't you? Uh, you shared root beers with me in this very studio, um, and I can't remember which one, but I remember enjoying it. Thank you. There's so many good ones out there, and they're fun. Uh, the one in Utah is actually a letdown. There's one in Utah called uh, Brigham's. It's like by it's by Brigham Brigham's yeah, root beer or something. Sometimes like that. sodas are just cute, but not yeah, good. I was, like, I was I was disappointed. I was super excited because I figured Mormons say, love root beer. William, we're wrapping up here. You say something positive before we go. Oh, okay. So here's the positive <laughs> thing. Uh, I've been studying a lot about Noah's Ark because we're, you know, part of my class, but I'm not going to go there too far. But my point is, is that, you know, Noah, there's the conditions of Noah's Ark is, you know, kind of sad. But the the flip side of that is um, those conditions were pretty absolute. And the conditions of today, even as, you know, somewhat negative because it could be. There are so many freaking good people out there. Yeah. And of all kinds of religions and all kinds of people are helping each other and doing great things. And I personally is completely inspired. So I'm reading this story of Noah and studying all this, this stuff. And I thought the flip side happened to me. And that was, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're we're not fixing for a flood just yet. No, there's so many good people. On on every given street, on on my street. Yes. The majority still. Two thirds, three fourths. Easily. Easily. Of the people there would would really help me in a time of yes. of, of need. Your neighbor's going to help you. I and think back so. then, your neighbor didn't help much. Yeah. And so uh, there's some great, you know, our our neighbors are super friendly, super nice. And by the way, we had a, like a you know kind of like a scare in our neighborhood where some you know sketchy people came around and and all the neighbors kind of got together and talked about it. I'm like, oh, this is you know uh, this is scary. Let's 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 keep communicating and stuff like that. We brought presents around during the Christmas time. It's great. People are good. That's There's fantastic. a lot of really great people out there. And I that feel gives hopeful. me hope. Now I, I feel even more hopeful. I think that's a great take. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Waystation Podcast, episode 51. Ooh. Have a great Dude, day. Uh, yeah. Bye, Randy. Bye, Waze.